Fathers, outlaws, and orphans, it's time once again to gather around your radios, open up your ears, open up your minds, and open up your souls. Pull up a pew, crack a bottle or two. It's the Hooligan Honky Tonk Radio Hour.
truth of a guitar, a fiddle, and a simple rhyme. So crack your bottle, go full throttle, gather round and hunker down, it's the Hooligan Honky Tonk Radio Hour! We still believe in the shivering denizens playing Baker Wiley live in the fucking Triple H. Uh, that sounds fucking great, doesn't it? Yeah, that it? recording mm-hmm. is amazing. Oh, it's awesome. Hey, it's another Sunday, and you're here again with the Hooligan Honky Tonk Radio. We're here with the Rev. What's up, Rev? Hello, everybody, and I'm glad to be back. It's Sunday. What are you doing here? Shouldn't you be out preaching somewhere? Don't you bring that up with me, son. Sorry. Ah, I'll tell you when it's a holy day. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Getting in, getting in Dutch with the fucking Rev right off the bat. It's not a good way to go. Hey, I'm Sean Hooligan, and we got Brian Hooligan and Leslie Hooligan in there. What's up, guys? What's what going up? on? Awesome. Hey, it's another Sunday show. We got a good one for you today, man. Um, we're gonna have a, we're gonna talk to uh, Slack Eye Slim, otherwise known as Joe Franklin. But hey, you just heard um. Uh, Shivering Denizens doing Baker Wiley live in studio recorded on. Was that our first show, really? That was the first yep. show. The, man, that's a fucking good first show. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Very good. So, and then uh, before that, it was uh, Hell Riders by Angie and the Car Wrecks and Driven by Demons by Bob Wayne. So, so what's up, guys? What's everybody been up to this week? Oh, uh, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Brian and I just got back from vacation. We went back to Wisconsin, my home, and sweated our asses off and, and drank all the beer right? went drank on a, all the beer yeah. it was a, cheap a great beer tour. midwestern cheap beer extravaganza <laughs> absolutely i got to try my first blatz it and was uh nothing short of amazing have you had schlitz before then i had not had schlitz schlitz, schlitz was covering the z beers absolutely yeah. incredible time i took him out to a bar called the missouri tavern it's out uh outside of madison on the west side out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Cornfields uh-huh. surrounding this bar. Like a roadhouse type place? It was like we got there around happy hour and we just sat in the patio, drank some PBRs. Surrounded like, by corn. And Brian's awesome. just like, man, I love it here. <laughs> that's, you know, that's how I feel whenever I go back to like North Dakota. It's just, you know, it's all prairie and just, you know, there's just something about like the, it's just, it's just the wide open spaces. I mean, I appreciate it out here with the mountains and all that, but there's something about being able to see for fucking ever. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very, it was calming. It was mm-hmm. just kicked back, drank a beer. 
watch the uh, corn grow. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. How about you, Rev? What you been up to? I've just been doing my thing. I've been trying to convert the souls to the hooligan word. Amen. It's going okay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, hey guys, we're gonna we're gonna kick into another song here, and this is gonna be uh, James Honeycutt doing "Betting on Gone." of the Hooligan Honky Talk Radio Hour do not necessarily represent those of nwczradio.com and are those of the artist alone. If you are offended, you can take it up with your God, but don't blame us if he smites your stupid ass. It's the Hooligan Honky Talk Radio Hour!
Introducing Drake Savage by Slack Eye Slim, who just so happens to be on the phone with us. Slim, are you there, Slim? Uh, I'm here. Hallelujah, praise Jesus. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna actually like uh, bust your anonymity here. This is actually uh, Slack Eye Slim. Actually, also goes by the name Joe Franklin, right? Yeah, yeah. So you you heard it here first? No, maybe not. But uh, <laughs> but hey, uh, it's an exclusive. <laughs> so hey, I'm I'm Sean Hooligan, and, and I'm here with uh, my brothers Brian Hooligan, my sister Leslie Hooligan, and then of course you just heard the Reverend Hooligan. And uh, thanks for taking the time to uh, to talk to us today. Oh yeah, no problem. Not doing anything else. So. <laughs> it's it's too <laughs> hot there. Outside, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell everybody how hot is it? You're in Wisconsin, right? Yeah, it's actually it's actually not as bad today as it has been. We got a thunderstorm early there, like late this morning. Yeah. So it's it's only like eighty now, but it was like around a hundred, hundred ten, somewhere around with hundred percent humidity. It's been pretty miserable. Oh, wow. uh, it gets so thick. Oh, <laughs> it yeah. Just, yeah. yeah, we were just we were just back in uh, Wisconsin what a week and a half ago. I yeah. think we left right before the real heat started. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We went to the Brewer game on the tenth, and that was pretty miserable. No breeze, just sitting there sweating. Yeah, I was camping up north. We went up to Lake Superior, and it was it was like sixty degrees. And then we got home, and it was dying. It was pretty bad down this way. <laughs> so now you're held up in your basement. Yeah, I've been in the basement all day. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Well, hey, we want to talk a little bit about about Slack Eye Slim. And I was I was reading your bio and stuff. And and one of the things that you know I notice is that like a lot of people that are kind of in this um, I don't know outlaw country roots music scene and stuff. You know, you kind of got your start playing like you know punk and and indie you know heavier stuff than than country right oh yeah yeah definitely i mean i've been playing well the reason i was um i started playing music actually this is kind of a dumb story but the reason i started playing I started playing bass um when i was uh, 14 or 15 because i was put on house arrest and uh-huh. there was nothing to do my dad played bass so uh yeah i just picked it up i really liked it i'm actually left-handed and i, I taught myself how to play right-handed wow and uh, i've got two brothers it's really weird i was talking they're both musicians too and i was talking to my middle brother a couple weeks back mm-hmm. we're camping up north with us and he was he was saying the same thing when he started he was left-handed and he just learned right-handed and he does everything all we- everything's weird i don't know <laughs> same with me I, didn't, I didn't i thought i was the only one but yeah all three of us do that awesome have you ever been in a band with us with your brothers 
Oh, uh, yeah. A long time ago, I, when I first started playing music, I was in just a joke band. I, we don't have any of the songs. I remember we recorded a bunch of stuff, but I mm-hmm. think I probably threw it away because it was embarrassing. <laughs> right. Uh, I went through a phase when I was like 19 where I was just, you know, kind of really pretentious and into philosophy a lot. And, you know, <laughs> so I, I threw away everything when I was younger because it, was, it could be uh, incriminating. But I, it, I was actually That's called first. college! <laughs> there you go, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, and then I played, in a, I played in a punk band with my brother, uh, my brother Dan, the middle brother, who's 25, um, maybe five, six years ago. Last thing I did before Slack Guy Slim. Right on. What, what, what kind of what kind of punk, like, um, what bands, like, kind of influenced you? Well, um, really? it was kind of weird. I was mostly influenced by early 90s stuff, like Unwound, um, you know, bands like that. Um, mm-hmm. I can't say I don't really listen to too much of that stuff anymore. But I, I, I really liked Joy Division back then. I was a bass player. Mm-hmm. And no, the other dude, uh, the other songwriter, he, uh, he was way into, like, Black Flag. And you know stuff like that, and hardcore punk. So I, we kind of came out of that whole area. Nice. Now, when you said the other songwriter is that Graham or no, no, that, I didn't know Graham. That okay. was Kid Zach from okay. Youngstown, Ohio. Yeah. Awesome. So now you know I had read you know that you moved to Butte, and that's kind of you know where you kind of made the transition in the you know kind of Americana, you know whatever you call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was it was actually I, I moved to Butte. Well, I moved to uh, Montana twice. I'm from Ohio, mm-hmm. um, but I moved out there. I went to broadcasting school when I was like right out of high school. Um, took me forever to find a job. I ended up getting a job out in Butte. The only reason I took it is just because I was desperate for work. I couldn't find anything else. Mm-hmm. So, okay, whatever. I'll, I'll head out west for a little while. I'd never done it before, so I figured it might be fun. And uh, I ended up really liking it. I just couldn't find any friends or anything out there, and I didn't have any money. I didn't really, I hadn't discovered alcohol at that point, so I didn't go to the bars, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I discovered alcohol when I went the second time, and that was bad. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so and, anyway, I came home back to Ohio. I ended up, I just got really tired of being broke. Right. And I found a better job back in Ohio working for an insurance company. So I took that, and I was there for like three years. And during that time, I started uh, I started doing Slack Eye Slim stuff, just kind of out of nostalgia for living out west, because mm-hmm. Ohio is nothing like Montana. And then uh, a couple years later, I ended up back in Montana, back in the same area, working for the same radio station. So, yeah. Well, it's just, it's, it's, just, it's, it's amazing, like, because Butte is really steeped. I don't know, you know, if anybody's been out there and stuff, but it's really steeped in, like, the Old West, isn't it? I mean, you can feel oh, yeah, it in it's, the streets. It's like, it's the Old West. Like you gotta, you, I mean, you gotta be careful what you say out there. I mean, people are pretty nuts. They don't, they don't screw around with, uh, you know, <laughs> with people. They don't like, they don't like outsiders there. Basically, right. and I'm not trying to knock the town or anything. It's a really great place. But the problem I had living there was just the people are so intense and like they, it's just, it's like a fishbowl. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, it's a really, really cool town. But the people there, like, they don't care about anything outside of that little valley that Butte's in. Right. But which was good for me because I really liked talking to people and finding out all the weird history. I'm really into history and stuff like that. And like in Butte, the only place you can get that is to go to the bar and just talk to these old guys. Right. And and that's what I got into when I was there. Well, that comes across in your music a lot too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of influence from just bar conversations. There's a lot of things that people like. I mean, I don't really remember too much right now. It's been a while since I was writing. Uh, that last album, but a lot of stuff was just things that came out of conversations I had with old dudes in bars, you know, like the stories that they would tell me about the area, stuff like that. Awesome. Wait, well, hey, we're gonna we're gonna play another song. Here's another story. Uh, it's called uh, "Vengeance Gonna Be My Name" by Slack Eye Slim.
And now in his grave they stand and they all speak of him so well Cause there's no better time to tell a lie
Hey, this is Sean Hooligan on Hooligan Honky Tonk Radio Hour on NWCZRadio.com. And you just heard Vengeance Gonna Be My Name off of the new Slack Eye Slim album, which is called... Here, I gotta look for my treat sheet here. It's uh, El Santo Grial La Pistola Piedosa. Did I get that right? There you go. Everybody else has made me, has made me say the title of the album, so yeah. yeah. Sean's the only one in the room that can pronounce it. So I can't pronounce it either, though. I actually had to ask a guy in Brazil if it was the correct translation for what uh-huh. I was trying to say. He's a guy with, you know, I say Brazil, they don't even speak Spanish there, but he's from Mexico but lives in Brazil. So, right on. Yeah. Well, what, what is the translation for it? I, it's uh, Holy Grail, the Gun of God. Awesome. Nice. Awesome. I'll approve of that. <laughs> I knew you would. Amen. <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about the, the kind of the concept behind it. What, you know, it's, it's uh, obviously concept a concept album. Yeah, it's it's a basically it's about a, a guy who's just born into like a really religious family and like it's kind of overbearing. They're abusive, and he's trying to figure out if there's a better way. Like he doesn't really believe it. He kind of gets away from it, and then he just figures out that actually he was wrong, and you know he just kind of took things a little bit too far. Mm-hmm. Basically, demands proof of God, gets it, and then he realizes that he screwed up. So that's about it. Wow. Wow. So, what is that? How does the pistol like kind of play in as far as like you know? Tell me a little well, bit. Well, basically, the- uh, in the song, in the song, prayer is the one that's supposed to be like where he like where he uh, he challenges God to to prove himself basically, and he ends up going out to the desert somewhere. I don't know where the desert is supposed to be, but it's, it is, and uh, and then God does prove it. You know, he does he does prove his existence by giving him this gun, and then he says, okay, well, for your sins, you can either die or you can take this gun and you can kill all the people. You can you can basically carry out Judgment Day. And, and de- destroy the sinners, basically, including your family. And by that point, he had forgiven everybody in his family who had done him wrong or whatever, but he still had to go back and do all these things and, you know, kill his family, and that was the end of the album. And that leads into Vengeance Gonna Be My Name, right? The, no, the... I, I can't remember the track listing. I don't have any of that information. I'm standing in my basement. Well, the only thing in this room is a pump organ and a guitar, so... Because <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got a, that's my favorite song off the entire album. Every time I put it in, I got to listen to that at least six times. Yeah, that one was really weird. I remember, I remember when I wrote it, I was sitting in this weird chair. My brother worked at a hotel out in Montana, and he stole these chairs. Uh-huh. Um, my, my little brother, was, he went out there with me. He used to play in my band. Um, and I remember I was sitting in this weird blue chair, and I was just, like, dicking around with my, uh, my classical guitar. And uh, I was probably really drunk, and he had to work at, like, 4 in the morning. And I, just, I remember, like, coming up with this thing. I went, and, like, pounding on his door. I'm like, dude, you got to check this out. This is really cool. He's like, that's nice. Can I go back to bed now? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So where did you come up with, like, just the, the whole, like, you know, overriding theme of it and stuff? Was it something, you know, what... Well, you mean, like, musically or lyrically? Lyrically. Lyrically, uh, it's somewhat autobiographical. I've got a pretty rocky relationship with my family. I haven't spoken mm-hmm. to my dad in 10 years. Wow. Um, everybody else is pretty much on their way out. I mean, I'm trying, but I don't know. Really, I, don't, I don't really place too much value on people who don't respect me, so I just kind of, I don't know, pretty... I've always, always been pretty weird and reclusive, so it's mm-hmm. not really a big deal to me, but it was just kind of like story of my life type thing i just wanted to write what i knew about so that's what i did um but musically i just i got a ton of influences so i just wanted to basically try to get as many of those into like one coherent body of songs as i possibly could and that's pretty much the album now, now tell me a little bit about the uh, the recording and stuff i read a little bit about you know you recorded it in a lot of different places you know like give me a couple examples of where you recorded it and why yeah yeah um we recorded i recorded everything myself um graham helped a little bit he doesn't know anything about recording i just basically set everything up and showed him which button to push but um yeah we started i lived in this uh when i was living in anaconda um which is where i wrote most of it um actually yeah, i wrote the whole thing there but uh, mm-hmm. we lived in this really cool old mansion apartment um with 12 foot ceilings and everything really nice acoustics and it was just me and my brother so we didn't have a lot of furniture or anything we had like this entire empty room that was just full of crap like music 
stuff. Right, right. So I cleared all that out, recorded in there. Um, I recorded in this radio station I worked for, this old AM station that had been shut down. It was, it was empty, so they had the treated rooms. I recorded vocals in there. Um, Graham lived in a cabin, or not, excuse me, uh, he lived in a cabin, then he moved to a, a trailer in a junkyard. So we ended up going down to recording there. We recorded in an art museum in Butte. I had a wow. friend in a punk band who I, I recorded, and he basically owed me a favor. Um, and his jam room, or the, their practice room, was in the art museum because his dad ran it. And he owed me a favor. I'm like, well, how about this? Like, just let me record here. And he's like, okay, I'll talk to my dad. So, yeah, we got that taken care of. Um, I think that's, I think those were all the places we recorded it. But, yeah, it was pretty much just wherever we could. Right. And was yeah. it, was it to capture kind of a, fee, a different feel for each song, or was it just out of a necessity thing? Um, well, I mean, honestly, we kind of, we redid a lot of stuff as we were going. It was like, like, well, for example, when we were doing the art museum, Thing. I mean, we really did a lot of stuff there because I didn't. I had no idea we were going to record it. We basically just did as much as we could. I'd listen to it. I was like, "This isn't working. We got to redo this." Mm-hmm. Like these parts, and basically just kept redoing the certain parts I didn't like until it was kind of pretty close to how I wanted it. Um, but yeah, like when we the art museum was the big thing. I mean, we were there. It was 30 degrees. We're recording wearing coats. <laughs> wow. There was no heat. It was like it was on like this upper floor, and they didn't heat it because they didn't use it for anything. And uh, so yeah, we're like wearing coats, and I mean, it was it was really really cold and. We just basically recorded for 15 hours in one day until we were too cold and then left. But, yeah. <laughs> I bet you that 30 degrees sounded pretty good yesterday, though, huh? Yeah, yeah, it would have been nice yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> now, all the all the musical, the different styles of music that come across on the album, it's amazing to me because it all still flows so smooth. Yeah, that was that was one of the, the big things. That was actually probably the most difficult thing about writing it, um, just because I... I mean, I, I, I don't like to, I don't like to, like, write, seem like I'm writing the same song over and over again, mm-hmm. and that's what I think a lot of musicians do, or, you know, maybe not even necessarily do that, but I just, I can't figure out how to write it consistently in the same style, but make a different song, at least not a whole bunch of times in a row, like, I can do it over a huge, you know, uh, duration of time or whatever, but... I just wanted to, like, consolidate as many influences into one thing and just basically take, like, say, like, a doo-wop rhythm part and put, like, a, some weird surf rock stoner metal guitar thing <laughs> over it and try to figure out, just basically try to figure out how to make as many totally unrelated things fit together as I possibly can. And I think that we did a pretty good job of that. Graham was really helpful with telling me what he thought worked because when you spend so much time doing that, you just lose your ability to, to determine whether something's good or not. And he, right. was, he was completely instrumental in saying, like, no, dude, that's a really stupid idea. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> you know, but, yeah, he was really good for that. So I, I guess all in all, you're, you're pretty pleased with the album then, the way it turned out? I'm, yeah, pretty pleased. I, I don't know. I just, I, I'm never going to be totally happy with anything I do just because I always think I can do better. I think mm-hmm. it was mixed like crap, but everybody else seems to think it was mixed pretty well. But basically, the reason... I stopped mixing it was because my girlfriend was like, all right, you're going to drive yourself insane and I can't stand being around you. Just put, give yourself a deadline and send it to mastering. I'm like, okay. So I did. How, how long did you spend mastering or uh, mixing it? Um, uh, a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, I tried to work with a couple different engineers, but they weren't, they weren't really doing what I wanted them to. I'm sort of nuts. So I don't know. I'm really hard to work with on that level. So I just, kind of basically just took over for my own sanity's sake because I'm just insane. That's awesome. Hard to deal with, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what, uh, when when does the album come out? I know there's already pre-orders on uh, Farmageddon, yeah, well, right? It, basically, the, there was a problem with the factory. I'm going to, it is out. It, you can get it digitally. If you go to my site, uh, slackislim.com, you can buy it. It's like thirteen ninety nine or something. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what I was asking for. It's worth every basically. penny. 
I don't know about that. But <laughs> <laughs> you get a, yeah, you get a free download. Um, CDs will be here on Monday, and I'm going to ship them out. I quit my job a couple weeks ago, so I got nothing to do now. <laughs> <laughs> clean the house and try to figure out how to keep some money coming in. Right. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the CDs are going to ship out on Monday, so they're they're good to go. Nice. So you're going to be touring to support it. You doing any live shows or anything? Um, I, I well, I'm actually going to be starting college back up here next month. So I'm not sure anytime soon. But I, what I'm thinking about doing right now, and this is just this is just a tentative, like in the works thing. I'm not positive about it. Is I, I met a couple guys around here finally who play music. I'm not sure if they're going to work out. I got to go talk to them. But what I'm thinking about doing is going out because there's Farmageddon Fest next summer. Um, I had to cancel Muddy Roots this year because I can't find a band. But there's Farmageddon Fest next summer, so I'm thinking about doing is like maybe like a, a Pacific Northwest run or something, maybe down through like oh, Texas beautiful. and through the South. And that'd we'll be awesome. Out, though, you, you get a, you get up here, you give us a call. We'll uh, we'll cook some barbecue for you and have okay. you in the studio and Absolutely. make you play a couple songs for us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So hey, yeah, what's well, like, go ahead? I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, what's your what's your favorite song on the album? Oh man, I don't know. I like uh, that's really tough. I don't know. I hate all my songs equally. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you I, what. I think I like I like the uh, I like the chosen one part three just because Graham wrote everything on it. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> awesome. Well, you know what? I think that's what we're gonna play. We're gonna play uh, the chosen okay. one part three by Slack Eye Slim on his new album. That sounds good to me. All right.
Cause on Friday night There's no reason to doubt I'll hear you out somewhere tonight Some bar room downtown on your shoulder Locked up nights on end Just for tearing shit up It's just something we used to do Blame it on our bad love Night's getting colder We were the wild ones back then God bless them for that Raising hell still in our blood Gets tough to stay down Keeps getting harder
pills, tiny pills, help me cure all my ills with a little whiskey. Tiny pills. Lost my heart, lost my mind. One sure what I would find, a little whiskey. Until I met you Now you're tearing me apart From the inside out There's no pain of The first time that we embraced When you left this poor unwanted Bastard full of doubt Tiny pills Tiny pills help me cure all my ills with a little whiskey. Tiny pills. Tiny pills, tiny pills, help me cure all my ills with a little whiskey. Tiny pills with a little whiskey. Tiny pills.
my life She hides in the hills And she hides in the hollers Said she never Welcome back to Hooligan Honky Tonk Radio here on NWCZ Radio. You just listened to Waylon by Drag the River, Up Down Repeatedly by Nellie Wilson and the Hellbound Honeys, 
Tiny Pills by Old Death Whisper, and Deal Your Rose by The Calamity Cubes. Nice, nice set to kind of end our day and get you guys ready for your work week, huh? All right. Well, hey, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, don't forget, if you guys want uh, more information or anything, you know, about uh, about Hooligan Honky Tonk Radio, you can find us on Facebook. Just put in Hooligan Honky Tonk Radio, and it'll you'll find us. Somehow. Go right there. If you got any questions about the bands we played, we put up a set list. Says the song names, the bands, all that good stuff. And feel free to message any of us hooligans. We'll be happy to answer your questions or just be our friends. Absolutely. And if you don't find us, we'll find you. Amen <laughs> <laughs> to that. Y'all have a good week. You have been listening to the Hooligan Honky Tonk Radio Hour at nwccradio.com. And you have been saved! Come repent with us again next Sunday at 7 p.m. Now go forth and raise some hell!